Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Joined this morning by Kimberly Downs from TVNZ, Sam Ackerman, Mr. League himself, uh, at a crucial stage of the league season. Uh, first of all, Kimberly, good morning to you. Uh, how about those Pumas? Aren't they just a sensible bunch of young men? <laughs> good morning, Smithy. Um, wow, how much license am I going to get here to absolutely stick the boot in? What a bunch of idiots, honestly. I just... It's frustrating, it really is, because I think up until this point, I genuinely had quite a lot of sympathy for them. You know, this is a team, they're missing some of their best players who are up playing club rugby in Europe. They've had to do all the travel, all the quarantining. They've had those moments of kind of, you know, disrespect, missing the captain's photo call, and they've been losing. It's not a great time for them. And up until this point, I did feel a bit for them. I'll admit it. Now that is gone out the window. I mean, they talk about being disrespected by that photo call opportunity that they missed out on. But just disrespected an entire country, all of the rugby playing nations. It just, it absolutely blows my mind. The fact that management was involved in that as well. I mean, they knew exactly what they were doing. They had to, right? And it's just, I mean, clearly, clearly they have completely checked out of the competition and it's just infuriating because I think a lot of people have gone to great lengths to try and make this competition, competition work in the form that it can work. And they've kind of just disrespected all of that work and all of that effort. And I find it quite upsetting. Yeah, and it is. And it comes, uh, as you say, at a terrible time too. Is, is it, they just about jumped the last fence. They had one game to play. So uh, from that point of view, Sam, I mean, we all thought that uh, the league boys were the silly ones, the ones misbehaving at grand final week time, and uh, Mark Geyer particularly outspoken on that. Uh, and all of a sudden we get um, these rugby union guys doing the same thing. What about, what about the week for league off the field? Can we start with that? The rugby league has this wonderful tendency, and I think it's what, one of the things that's drawn me to it for as, as long as, uh, as I can remember, is that it is a soap opera within a sport. Uh, there is always a, a story to tell, and it's driven largely by uh, the, the sections of Australian uh, media that, uh, that thrive in it because it does draw out. So they, they keep providing these beautiful morsels on a platter for them uh, at a time where they can be talking about footy, but it's easy to, uh, easy to get off it. I, I am no longer surprised by some of the ridiculous calls and decisions made by um, figures involved in rugby league. And as you just mentioned, it's not exclusive to the sport. But uh, that said, we are talking about rugby league and it's up to them to uh, get their own backyard in order. So super disappointing. Nothing for me can take away from, uh, from grand final itself. The, the, the hype to it um, is always distracted by something or another or some of the Delhi ends will become an argument that will lead right up to, say, Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, on some years as well so uh, rugby league does love to sabotage itself but uh, that won't affect the spectacle for me I'm, uh, maybe I'm used to it maybe Kim, Kim's all uh, worked up but maybe I'm just immune to it by now 
<laughs> Ash Taylor, Ash Taylor signing for the Warriors. Uh, what, uh, what do you make on that that kind of a deal and bringing him to the club now? It's the only way I would be happy with Ash Taylor coming to the club is the deal that it is. So the, the train, the train on squad, the uh, the, the train and, uh, and play, trying to get a, a contract that way is the way to come. Ash Taylor is a monumental signing three years ago. Absolutely, but he has uh, became a million-dollar player too early in his career. Can't blame him. That's what people were pre- prepared to pay him, so why would you not take a million-dollar season contract? Uh, but he has not delivered in any shape or form uh, for the Titans. He comes with a lot of baggage uh, in that regard. Talent is not a question. He is good. He, he, when, he's, when he's on, he can be a game-changer. I always thought that he wasn't quite as good as, the, uh, as some of the plaudits were making out to be, but having somebody within that realm... Uh, within the books is a good thing theoretically. I I personally don't have a, a huge desire to see uh, him at the club because if he is if he is joining the club, he'll only be playing for the Warriors as long as the Warriors are based in Australia. So, you know, who knows? That could be who knows when that'll stop being the case. But certainly next year uh, will be based in Australia. Beyond that, he's not going to move to New Zealand for it. So it is a short term fix. Personally, if I was looking for a short-term fix for the Warriors, Ash Taylor is not bad, and, he, and it landed on his lap, so why wouldn't they look at it? I personally would prefer them to make a play to see if uh, Benji Marshall wants a season with them. I think that he would be the perfect signing uh, for the club because he will add that same level of depth and pressure to the halves that Ash, uh, Ash Taylor would, uh, but he brings a level of experience. Um, uh, he's a, a role model and a, an idol for so many within the squad. He brings a sensible approach. You don't see him getting in that same kind of trouble now, do you? Uh, these days, he's been through enough, so he, he would add so much more to the club than, uh, than Ash uh, would Taylor in my head, but look, he's fallen the laps. Why wouldn't you look at that? It's a, it's a no, it's a no-brainer situation to let him train on with the squad because they're under no obligation to take him to the season unless he sets the world on fire. Kimberly, what are you most looking forward to this weekend? Uh, the All Blacks Test match. We know uh, it's going to be a great encounter, but we know how it's going to play out uh, tactically. Uh, or the NRL Grand Final. Keep in mind, I'm uh, paying attention and listening, Jim. Good <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would never dare say anything else with Sam on the line there. Um, no, but genuinely, I am. We were actually having this discussion uh, the other day at work. I think it's just because of, you know, the stakes at play here. I mean, the All Blacks have wrapped up the Rugby Championship. They've locked away that big 100th test against the Springboks. Um, we, we probably know what's coming rugby-wise in terms of the style that will be played, in terms of what we can expect from the encounter. The grand final, though, it's just, I mean, it's just something else. I was lucky enough to go to the grand final when I was based working over in Sydney um, in 2017 and the spectacle is pretty special and then alongside that you have these two teams that are sort of extraordinarily easy to root for and any other year I think I'd be kind of cheering on the Panthers this year with the Benji Marshall element I mean I'm a bit of a cliche probably but I'm just a sucker for that sort of story so I'm just I'm already making preparations uh for the late night on Sunday, I'm, you know, getting some saucy rolls ready to go in the oven, making sure we've got enough tomato sauce in the fridge. It's mm. going to be a doozy. Don't get me wrong, I'll be tuning in for both. I can't help myself. But in terms of the sense of anticipation, I think the grand final for me is right up there. 10.31 here on SENZ. Uh, I'm going to ask Sam and Kimberly both to stay on the line if they can, please. going to have a, a short uh, news break. When we come back, uh, I'm going to ask Kimberly on a, an issue that... Raised my ire just a, a little bit um, when I saw the news in the in the uh, on stuff earlier this week about women's rugby in this country and the availability of players at a crucial time. Big talk, big opinion.
Opinions, the panel. Sam Ackerman, Kimberly Downs with us on the panel this morning. Kimberly, uh, look, I'm, I'm a great fan of women's sport uh, and we're pushing it a lot uh, on this particular station. But I, I really was, it left me baffled to think that here we go. Uh, finally, we've got some Farah Palmer Cup action. Finally, um, you know, at a time where they're craving uh, exposure, they're craving the opportunity to promote the game, all good things. And all of a sudden, on playoff weekend, they drag all these Blackfern players out of their teams uh, and then uh, they have a, a camp the next day on a proposed tour to the UK. I just don't get it. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from. I do. It is frustrating because there's been a lot of work put in in a lot of different areas to promote the women's game. Like you say, finally, we're getting to the final stage of Farah Palmer Cup, which should be the showpiece event, and then you strip it of the biggest names in the sport. How is that meant to promote the women's game? It is really hard, but at the same time, I do kind of see that grey area because sort of like in the day and age that we're living in, you do have to make choices at some point. You do have to have priorities. And so I actually do kind of understand where they're coming from in this way because when you look at the situation involved here with, you know, the World Cup in a year for the women, Blackburns have not had an international test in two years, frankly, they need as much time together and as much exposure to international rugby as they can get at this stage, given the World Cup. And it's, I don't think they're the decision makers in this situation. You're kind of caught between a bit of a rock and a hard place. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a lose-lose in, in many senses, isn't it? So I understand why they've made this decision to pull them into camp ahead of heading off to Europe. At the same time, you can't deny that an SEC finals without Portia Woodman, without Chelsea Alley, without Stacey Flula is going to be mm. exciting. It's going to draw in less eyeballs and that is just not what you want for the game at this stage as you continue to try and grow it. So it's a bit of a shame, really. Yeah, I, I, I really do agree with that. I, I understand. I mean, uh, Glenn Moore has got uh, all the right reasons for doing it, I guess, but it just seems the timing and that is wrong for me and... Perhaps they could have found another window. But however, uh, Sam, let's, let's look at this NRL Grand Final. Where, where's it won and lost for you? Uh, the uh, cliche is always in the Ford pack, um, but I actually think the halves uh, hold the, the key this time around. Um, this will, I don't expect this to be a blowout Grand Final. Both teams have shown in the last few weeks in particular, certainly the uh, defence from the uh, from the. The, the Panthers against the Storm, a Storm outfit that uh, reset all kind of record books with points scored this season. Uh, they they noticed they score at will, and they were they were choked out of the game by the uh, by the Panthers. It was it was phenomenal to watch. Um, so I don't expect this to be high scoring, uh, but I do think it's about taking the opportunities when they come and the big game experience on on display from uh, all four of the starting halves is uh, is, is pretty massive. The uh, Jerome Luai and, and the Nathan Cleary combo is just a joy to watch, and uh, it's the last game for Adam Reynolds in the uh, in the in the Rabbits colours, and that is a, a big push for him. And, and Cody Walker is uh, a massive threat. The real wild card uh, in that is Benji Marshall. Uh, Benji's ability to come on and uh, create create opportunities, be the extra set of hands, a calming influence if things are uh, tense. Who hasn't been drawn into the uh, the this, the real intensity of battle is a real, a real potential game changer for the Bunnies. So, I really see that as where this all uh, will come down to it. I really hope, for the sake of the Panthers, that uh, Brian Tuttle is uh, fit enough to play on the wing. He showed the difference he made 
uh, last week with a uh, he made his return as on a bung ankle. He still made over 200 metres and scored a great try and just adds so much to that side. So uh, yeah, I can't wait. I think it's got a beauty written all over it, and uh, I am definitely Team Panthers for it because after what they went through last year, uh, and I suppose there's that kind of that thought as well for those of us who uh, who paid. Uh, pretty close attention to the Ivan Cleary era uh, here in New Zealand um, when he was with the Warriors. That to see him win a premiership for, uh, I think, would be a, a great feat because he's worked pretty hard to get there. I think he's deserving to be a coach of that elk. And I don't know why. I just always cheer against any team um, coached by Wayne Bennett besides one World Cup in 2008. That's it. Every team that <laughs> Wayne Bennett coaches, I, I, I love him. Thoroughly entertaining guy. I, I, I will watch every press conference of his ahead of any Netflix stand-up you want to put up there. Uh, I will always enjoy what he uh, brings uh, to rugby league. He's phenomenal. But uh, I will always uh, always want to see the teams he coaches. Uh, just because he goes to the teams I don't particularly like quite often. Uh, and uh, this is part of that part of that philosophy. But the rabbits when they deserve it. They've been so great in the in the back uh, two months of this competition. Just phenomenal. So, yeah, I, I I am believe it or not, maybe you won't you won't buy this, but I'm fizzing. Can't wait. Bring it. <laughs> good old Kiwi thing. The old good old I'm fizzing. Hey, Kimberly, are you anti Wayne Bennett to that extent? And and uh, Benji Marshall, as they say in the trade, has been great copy over the years. What will you miss about him if if this is his swan song? Um, to answer the first question about Wayne Bennett, no, I like him. I like him. I love it. I love a coach with a difference. I love a coach who's going to be, you know, a wee bit grumpy. And to be fair, yes, there are a few of the uh, grumpy coaches, particularly prevalent in rugby league. But I enjoy what he brings. I enjoy the character. I enjoy that he, you know, helps develop this narrative that's so crucial to the success of sports. And yeah, play for the guy. The amount of success that he's had, you've just, I've just got nothing but respect to be perfectly honest in that regard. Um, and then you look as well, I think one of the more humanising moments that I've seen from him actually came after the Bunnies game uh, last week with Benji, should we politely call it dancing with him in the shed after they went over Manly? Um, which was mm. very, very entertaining and did put a bit of a smile on my face and I think even you know more significantly put a smile on Wayne Bennett's face. So that's quite the stage, isn't it? Um, so no, I really like him. In terms of Benji and and I guess the legacy that he leaves and what I'll miss about him, I mean, everything. Conduct on the field, conduct off the field. Uh, the sense, I think probably the sense most of all that something magic could happen. He's just one of those players, isn't he? He gets on the field and you go, we could be on here for something special. Even if it doesn't happen, that sense of anticipation is enough to keep you glued to the TV. Obviously, his longevity as well is remarkable. I think he commented in that press conference the other day uh, that he did earlier in the week. One part of him and his story that is not talked about much and that he thinks personally is overlooked has actually been his resilience because he had five shoulder reconstructions when he was young. He's been through untold amount of injuries. He's missed an untold amount of matches because of injury. And so to come through all of that and to kind of suddenly adapt his game over the years as his body's changed, as, his, as the teams he's with have changed and their requirements from him have changed, is actually pretty remarkable. But when it comes to it, and, and what you miss, like I say, it's just, it's just that magician's touch, isn't it? Just that sense that something cool could happen with this guy, and I hope something does happen with him again uh, on Sunday, because unlike Sam, I'm so sorry, but I'm, I'm just going to have to put it out there that I would desperately love the Bunnies to win for that story for him. It would be a remarkable way to potentially, not necessarily going to happen, but 
potentially bring his career to an end. And I certainly think if this is the end, and you know, it might not be, but if this is the end, then we will look back extraordinarily fondly uh, on the Bendy Marshall era. And the other thing I love about him as well is just we've heard through the last couple of weeks all those stories of his off-field manner and the things that he's done for kids and, and, and like around the game and fans around the game that people hadn't necessarily heard about. And that, for me, uh, is probably just a, a great tribute to the person that he is, that he's willing to do this stuff behind the scenes. So, yeah, I'm all in on Benji this weekend. Good on you. Enjoy the sausage rolls, uh, Kimberly, and the sauce. Don't forget the sauce. Uh, enjoy the weekend uh, for you. And Sam, I, I know, as you said, you're fizzing for it, and I hope it doesn't let you down. Thanks uh, so much uh, for your presence on the panel this morning.